we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets. We're joined by Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Lori, good morning. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thanks. Let's check in on those markets and find out how they're doing. Yeah, markets are in the green today. And, uh, you know, what we've seen is North American markets continue uh, to move higher even over the last week. Um, although we've seen a kind of a difference in sectors. Technology has been down about half a percent while the Dow was up 3%. Uh, of course, the Dow is mostly um, uh, made up of economically sensitive sectors, so like industrials, materials, and energy. Um, and a lot of that has to do with manufacturing and jobs data that's come out stronger than expected, showing that the recovery continues to outpace expectations. We even saw banks move higher uh, over the past uh, couple days. So, so again, it's uh, kind of a mixed bag out there, but moving in the right direction. The S&P 500 is approaching its all-time high made in February of this year, which is very surprising uh, given the challenged global economy and high yeah. unemployment. I think that's the number one question we're probably getting from clients. Why are the markets moving so high when there's still so many problems out there? Yeah, I think it really shows a bit of a disconnect, right? Because I wonder the same thing when I see that. There is. You know, a lot of it has to do with the optimism around continued stimulus from the government, the idea of a vaccination, and it, it kind of and earnings were good as well, and it kind of looks like um, the markets are shrugging off some of the risks that are we're heading into in fall, such as the election and the possible second surge of COVID. Right. Okay. Let's talk about that. The COVID cases, has the difference in cases, you know, between Canada and the United States had an impact on how the markets perform in those two countries? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't say that uh, per se, just because we've seen obviously super high cases in the U.S., but markets are continuing to move higher and are very strong, stronger in the U.S. than what we're seeing in Canada here. So it hasn't uh, affected the markets as much. In terms of the economy, of course, what we've seen is, uh, you know, uh, different degrees of lockdowns in different states. Uh, and the same thing really happened here in Canada. But of course, Canada fared uh, overall much better. But of course, here in BC, we're starting to see an increase uh, with new infections. Uh, so it just shows us that we have to remain vigilant and make sure that uh, our community is protected uh, during these risky times still. Okay, so clearly having a huge impact down in the States. Let's talk about the jobs report. What are we hearing for July? 
Yeah, you know, last Friday we received the latest report where Canada's figures were in line with expectations. Our economy added 419,000 new jobs uh, and unemployment decreased to about uh, 10.9% from 12.3 in June. So we have now made it past the halfway mark in recouping uh, the 3 million jobs lost uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. But again, when we're looking at what kind of jobs have been added, a lot of those are part-time um, laborers as well as in the retail, accommodation, and food services. Um, so it's, uh, you know, good news they're getting back to work, but we're still missing a lot of the full-time jobs uh, that were lost at that time, and we really need to see that come back as well. BC added 70,000 jobs in July, and so that's positive. Uh, but again, many part-time jobs. So we're, we're all moving in the right direction slowly, uh, but still we're just not there in terms of unemployment. And when you see these kind of numbers of, you know, 10% plus unemployment numbers, um, you know, the question is how, how does the economy get back on track? And with the markets moving as high as they have, uh, does all of that make sense? And again, what I would say to that is just remember that markets are very forward-looking, uh, looking six, 12 months down the road, um, and again, anything can happen. So you just have to be prepared for, you know, the markets to kind of turn the corner and uh, and come down. But at this point, uh, it still remains strong. Okay, what are the significant differences then between the United States and Canada? Like, is one doing better than the other? In terms of markets? Yeah. Yeah, so U.S. markets are doing better. The S&P, as I said, was almost uh, at uh, at a high here. Remember, the U.S. markets are much more diversified. Uh, they have, you know, technology, big tech stocks. They have, you know, uh, large companies that are global. Um, they're not so concentrated in, uh, in energy and right. financials, which is what our markets here uh, up north here have been uh, concentrated on. And those two sectors have been the two worst performing sectors of the year. So again, you would have done better had you had more exposure to the U.S. markets than the Canadian markets at this time. Right. And are they outpacing us when it comes to kind of jobs expectations as well? Uh, yeah, they have actually. Um, you know, their unemployment numbers are looking a little better than ours. But like I said, it's still it's still no good when everybody's above 10%. Uh, but they have been adding back more jobs than we have percentage-wise. All right. Can we talk about the housing market here? We talked about uh, the Okanagan earlier on the show this morning. And they're seeing like a huge increase in the number of people buying property up there. Are things picking up? I agree. I actually, I have a, a place in Summerland in, in the Okanagan, and I've been talking to real estate agents up there uh, who I know well. And uh, even we're actually going to focus one of our Ready, Set, Retire uh, podcasts on the idea of the staycation home, uh, exactly what you're talking about. Um, and the reason is is because people are you know can't travel overseas. Uh, retirees are looking for places that are closer to home uh, for them and their families to enjoy. So I can see that trend continuing. The other idea out there is, is that people are moving away from the city. City is expensive. If you can live in the suburbs and do your job, uh, then why wouldn't you uh, make that move? I guess that's what we're seeing. So we've seen sales pick up dramatically. Uh, since COVID, so since March, April, um, sales are up over 30% since the same time last year. Uh, so all of those um, numbers are, are very interesting. And the, and the question is, is, you know, is this going to continue? So there is a lot of pent-up demand uh, because sales virtually stopped for a couple of months there. So you see that. You also see less listings out there right now. And now I'm talking about Vancouver. 
And so will more listings come, you know, to the market? So that's the question. Um, but in terms of the suburb buying or the staycation areas, uh, that uh, I feel is going to continue. Okay, interesting then. So is it, what about mortgage and kind of lending restrictions right now? Are the rules going to make it easier for people to get into the housing market? Yes and no. Um, I would say mortgage rates, uh, you know, that are they're just over 2% right now in terms of variable rate. That's obviously very low. Uh, people get excited about that. They can afford more home. Uh, so demand could pick up. Um, but, uh, you know, what we're looking at is, is that banks are making it stricter in order to get those mortgages. And it really depends on what type of properties you're looking at. And so what I've seen and been in contact with uh, many uh, mortgage brokers out there, just to get some more news to understand what's really going on with this real estate market uh, is, is that uh, properties over 1.5 or 2 million, uh, they're now requiring people to put much more down. And I'm talking 30%, 40%, or even 50% down on that balance. That's the highest I think we've ever seen. Yeah. So, so that, that concerns me. That, that means that they're saying there's risk in the real estate market and you need to put more money down. I think in the market that's under that 1.5 million, um, you know, it's easier to borrow. Uh, they feel better about it. And so I think you're going to see a lot of activity continue um, in the lower end of the market. But I think you do need to be careful. We've talked about debt levels here in Canada. They are extremely high still. Um, and of course, government stimulus has been carrying our economy for some time. They're making sure people can keep the roof over their head uh, during this pandemic. But when will that stop? How long will it continue? Uh, are still you know questions I have. So when you're looking at buying real estate, whether it's here, whether it's you know in the Okanagan, Whistler, wherever, just always make sure that you can afford those payments and make sure that you have enough savings in the bank to get you through, just in case something does happen to your job, in case there is a second. And search. Right. Again, always only buy the real estate that you can afford. Right. That's such good advice, right? Because sometimes I think, Laura, people just see a good deal and they think, oh, I got to get this right now. Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, my, my thought on that, whether it's real estate or whether it's stocks, I would say, well, if you miss that stock, there's always going to be another one. The same goes for buying real estate. Um, and again, just make sure that uh, you're, you're qualified and you're being able to kind of look forward and uh, make sure that you're acquiring a home or a rental property or a home for your children, whatever it might be, your, your goals are that you can just afford it uh, today, but also in the future. All right. Good advice. Thank you as always. Always, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. That is Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now you can contact the Pinkowski Wealth Management team directly. Just give them a call. The number is 604-695-L-O-R-I or visit their website at pinkowski.ca.